this morning. That's good. Thank you for coming out with us this morning to worship with us at Crestview Baptist Church. We are so glad to have you join us. I'm excited to be here. I'm always excited to be here on Sunday. Um, I spent a lot of the day here yesterday, and we had our niece this weekend. And we got up this morning, and we said we're getting ready for the church. And she said, do y'all go to church every day? We just said, yes, we go to church every day. So that's fine. So I love being here. I love being at church. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, if you're a visitor and you're visiting with us for the first time and you've never had an opportunity to fill out a welcome a visitor sheet, uh, we'd love to have your information. Um, I have several announcements uh, moving in. Um, a lot of them are in your bulletin, but I'm going to go over them with you anyway. Don't forget that next Sunday um, is our picnic at the creek at 6 o'clock. Um, the Saturday following that is our breakfast is coming up. Uh, today, though, at 5 o'clock, if you're interested in coming out and joining us, uh, we are going to meet at the flagpole at Crest High School, and we're going to have a time of prayer for the students and staff as they begin school tomorrow. Um, so we would love to have you come out for that. Um, I'm still needing volunteers who are interested in maybe um, driving the van for pickup on, win on Wednesdays for after school pickup. Um, if you're interested in that or if it feels like something you might be pray about it, uh, come to me and talk to me about it. We'll see. What, we'll, I will give you the details, what you need to do. It's really not a hard, not a hard thing to do. Uh, I'll give you all the details, and uh, we'll do any paperwork that's necessary. So if you are interested or able or you feel God calling you to do that, um, reach out to me. Um, as soon as service is over today, there's going to be two meetings at the front. On this side, the men are anybody in the church, not just men, anybody in the church who is willing or would like to possibly help out with disaster relief in some of the surrounding counties from the flooding and things that are going on. Asheville area got hit pretty hard, I think. Um, so that that is this side. That's for that. So... Senior citizens, this side. And if you're a senior citizen who wants to do disaster relief, split, your, split up, you go to one, your spouse go to the other, and you can spread the knowledge around. Um, so those are, that's right after service today. Uh, don't forget we're having our regular services Wednesday night. Uh, we are not beginning the pickup yet. As long as I get drivers... Um, the pickup and, and all, that, all that after school stuff on Wednesdays will begin September the 8th. That's the Wednesday after Labor Day. Um, so you've got a few weeks. Uh, it'd be helpful if you didn't wait till September the 7th to decide, yeah, you know, I'd like to help. Uh, might be too late to get you in for that next day. But um, so just keep that in mind again. Uh, I don't think, oh, yeah, there is one more. Thursday night, uh, men's work day, down, meet up here, I guess, and then still working down at the creek, as far as I know. Yeah, uh, join us, uh, come out and join the men for that. Um, I don't have any more announcements. There is a slideshow 
following my announcement. So Artie will not be coming over. So right now, this is from yesterday's uh, women's tea, and uh, I think it was exciting. I tried to come. They wouldn't let me. It's kind of sad. Um, I had to drink water and uh, soda crackers. So, but uh, no, uh, just uh, if you'll draw your attention to the screen right now and see some pictures from yesterday. So yeah, we did have our tea yesterday. And um, okay, so surprise, PowerPoint's already ready. So here, here you go. So this is some of the table setups. Um, so you can just enjoy some of those pictures. Um, I don't know exactly who, I think Jackie's table was that one. Okay. <laughs> we had fun making those hats. So the main event is when everyone came. So that was just set up, the main event. <laughs> um, I can't really see, sorry. Oh, we were doing um, hand movements to Days of Elijah. So yeah, tables, everyone's at their tables. I really like that picture. I like that picture. <clears throat> and I purposely did not set this to music for a good reason, I think. It's, uh, she's, Teresa's introducing our speaker right there. And our speaker is Alicia Wood, and she just gave uh, just an amazing testimony of how Jesus worked in her life. And just, just one of the things that is just like, women, find your value in Christ. And, um, and um, she, she kind of found that the hard way, but she found it. She found uh, her value in Christ and how he sees her. And she now, she now serves him. Um, and has a great message. Um, Sharon sang a couple of songs. There was a fanciest hat contest. And there was a lot of amazing hats too. <laughs> but we had fun making this. Kayla had a really good time making her hat. She wants to keep making hats right now. Uh, that's, that's her Walter. She named it the bird on her hat. Okay, so yes, okay, just a minute. Yeah, I did miss a few things, um, taking videos or cutting off too fast. Um, but I think that you're gonna really appreciate what you're about to see. I think that um, I just felt the presence of the Lord when we were singing this song and it was really special. So I wanted to make sure that was included, but I apologize for the inching. I didn't realize that I, I clicked, and, but I'll fix it. <laughs> Go ahead.
let all the people say. <laughs> I'm a terrible video taker, but I took some. <laughs> you have a recording of yesterday's event. So um, anyway, I, I, I think special thanks to all those who came out to help, um, especially with the food. That was amazing hard work and, and providing the, the decorations and the dishes. Um, Janie, I think that you should open a bakery. You'd be doing a great service to the community. You know, that's just what I think. So anyway, all right, good job. <laughs> Thank you. And I will say this. I will echo about Janie's baking. She is incredible. And they don't tell you this in seminary or anywhere else, but part of the job of a pastor is to be a taste tester. And ladies, all you ladies that came yesterday, I want you to know that, that I tested the cakes before you guys got here to make sure they were edible, and they were absolutely fabulous. I didn't try the chocolate, but the, the lemon zest little funk cake. Jim, I don't know how, how you're not as big as me living in a house with a baker like that, but it was great, and it was great seeing so many women here at the church, and um, it, was, it was just an awesome post. Thank you, ladies, for doing that yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I announced this Wednesday night. I need to let you guys know also at our last deacons meeting, we talked about how we are going to approach the, the future with this, the COVID epidemic still continuing, the pandemic, and as the the hospitals are being slammed, how we're going to deal with it here at our church. And it was unanimous with our staff, with uh, the deacons. We will not be closing church again. What we will do is we will leave it up to each individual. We will, we will clean. We will do everything like we've been doing. We will have masks available. But we will not close the doors of the church. We will be here if you're comfortable coming then come. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. If you want to stay home and watch online, do that. You do what you feel God is leading you to do and what you are comfortable with yourself. If we end up with only five people in this sanctuary, we will still have church here in this building. That is what we feel led to do. That is what we feel God leading us to do. We're asking you to make wise choices. We're asking you to, to do what you are comfortable with, and we will be continuing to have church here. And if you want to watch online, you're more than welcome to do that, and we welcome you to do that. So just to give you guys a heads up, that's what we plan on doing. Um, if we have to go back and, and lock off pews to keep distance, we will do that but we will not stop having services here in this building in the coming weeks. So I just want to make everybody aware of that. With that being said, there are more and more people that are getting COVID. We, uh, we've been praying for Rachel Lamb, my pastor friend in South Florida, his daughter. Um, she did pass away Thursday, Thursday evening. So pray for them. Um, he is preaching today, this morning, in South Florida. So pray for, for him and his family. His name is Jeff Jennings. 
His wife's name is Angie. And uh, pray for them and pray for, the, and, and, and Rachel's husband's name is Fabio. So please pray for them right now as they are still gathering together to worship their Lord and Savior, but their hearts are very heavy right now. Continue to pray for Walt Connor. Walt is dealing with uh, the after effects of having COVID. He is uh, what they are calling res respiratory distress. Um, he is going to be going home, but he will have to wear a CPAP or a BiPAP and on oxygen. Don't know how long that will last, but please pray for him and pray for Pam also. And then just found out yesterday that Linda's family in Kentucky, her cousin and all of them are just your uncle and your cousin, aunt, aunt, uncle and cousin in Kentucky are all COVID and your cousin has got it bad? Well, actually, um, they're, they're, it's, um, they're on the medicine for COVID, but okay. they're Okay, they're on the men now, um, so, but pray for them. Also, um, update with my brother, the last update we got yesterday, um, he is off the vent, he is no longer on the ventilator, and they are watching him very closely. All his vitals are good, but they're talking about downgrading him and moving him out of ICU, which the doctor there said that is a rarity at this point for someone that's been in the hospital and on a ventilator for over a month. So continue to pray because we see God working in him and in our family. So please continue to pray. And at this time, if you'd please join me in prayer as we begin our time together. Our Lord and Savior, we come before you, gathered to gather in your name, in your house. And dear Lord, we know that you have promised that if two or more are gathered together, you will be in the midst of them. And dear Lord, we know that you are here with us right now. And dear Lord, I ask you that your spirit moves among your people, that we literally feel the earth move with your presence this morning. And dear Lord, as we seek your face, we lay everything at your feet. Dear Lord, we have learned that there is nothing that we can control, that we can plan, we can expect, but dear Lord, everything is in your hands. And we ask you to be with the Jennings family and the Lamb family right now. Dear Lord, give them the peace that only you can give. Thank you for their faith and their Savior. And we thank you for the life that Rachel lived. Dear Lord, be with Linda's cousins and, and aunt and uncle in Kentucky. Thank you for working in their lives and continue to, to, to heal them, dear Lord. We thank you for what we're seeing in Marty and the encouraging news that we get from the doctor, dear Lord, but it is a roller coaster. And dear Lord, I thank you for so many people praying for him and for our family. And we ask that you continue to strengthen his body. And thank you also for all the others that we have seen where you have been at work, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we ask you to be with Walt and Pam 
that you strengthen his lungs, allow him to get the oxygen that he so desperately needs and that he will be able to expel the CO2 out of his system. And dear Lord, we ask you that you would make us the church that stands on your word, that you would give us the faith to speak boldly in love. Dear Lord, that your name be proclaimed and that we will be your witnesses. Dear Lord, we ask that everything that is done and said here today will be to your honor and glory, and it will be for the purpose of spreading your message, that lives and souls will be changed, dear Lord, that we will be obedient to your command to go and make disciples. And dear Lord, I ask you also, that you be with all the students, all the teachers and staff and from preschool all the way up through college, dear Lord, that are starting back to school. Things are changing so quickly for them, dear Lord, that day to day things change. But dear Lord, we ask you to protect them. We ask you that those that are Christians, whether it be student or staff, will live their lives in such a way that people will see you in them. That they will be drawn to them and allow them to have the opportunity to plant the gospel in their lives. And dear Lord, for us, here today, let us feel your presence so that when we leave this place, we will know that we have been in your presence. And we ask all of this in the holy and precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us stand as we sing our hymn of praise, number four, To God Be the Glory. And we all have so much to be thankful for and to be giving God praise and glory. If we find it hard to just say it in words, you can definitely sing it. So let's sing the first and the last verses, page four. Let the earth hear his voice. 
Can I get the kids to come down forward this morning? And as they're coming down, I want to share with you that uh, you know, these sermons, these children's sermons are not just for the kids. I pray that you guys get just as much out of them um, than the kids do. And uh, sometimes I struggle with things because I go through and I'm like, well, you know, I don't feel right teaching that because that's something I struggle with personally. And uh, I was listening to a podcast this week that I listened to called Unashamed. And uh, Pastor Al Robertson of the Duck Dynasty thing, of his family's Duck Dynasty thing, he was talking about how if he didn't preach on things that he struggled with, then he wouldn't be able to preach about anything because we're all human. We all fall short. So this morning, I want to talk to these guys and I want to talk to you about something I struggle with. And something that I'm sure you guys may, think, may not know that you struggle with, but you will as you get older. I need a volunteer. I need a Macy. Come here, Macy. I want you to stand right here. Stand up on that. All right, Macy's up here. She's free, right? You can move around. You can move your arms around, right? Nothing's holding you down. Are you ready? You sure? Nothing's holding you down? All right. All right, now hold on. Keep moving. I want to see how free you can move around. Tell me if it gets a little heavy on you. Is it getting hard to move around? Why is it getting harder to move around? Because the chains are holding The chains are holding you down, right? They're holding you in place. They're weighing on you. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's kind of getting hard to move. What if, would you walk around all day like this? What if I told you you're going to school tomorrow and you're going to walk around like this all day? Would that be comfortable? No. It wouldn't be a very good fashion statement either, but it wouldn't be comfortable. All right. Let's take the chains off, and you can sit back down. And so, now, do you guys, as kids, and I'm curious about this, because I would like to, I can't ask everybody in here, do you guys ever worry about anything? What do you worry about, Macy? You were up here, what do you worry about? Do what? She's worried about skeletons. I'm worried about skeletons too now. Okay. Does anybody else, what are you worried about? Is anybody worried about anything going into school tomorrow? Kara, what are you worried about? All right. Worried that you won't be able to make any friends. Worried about skeletons. I worry too. Yes. It will. And I, I want, I want, and when we go out to children's church, I want the rest of you guys to be able to share with with me this. But I, I, I'm not going to ask any more body else what they worry about right now because we're going to talk. So worry for me is a very big problem. If you don't believe me, ask Miss Laura right there. Ask preacher Artie right there. They know that worry for me and worry really can weigh me down at times. It can get to the point where I just can't go. I worry about things like. Um, is something going to get paid on time? Am I going to meet up to people's standards? Um, am I going to be successful at what I do? I worry about all these things, but guess what I know about that? I know that that's silly to worry about these things, but I still do it anyway. Do you know why that is? Because I'm human, 
and I mess up. And uh, there's only been one, one person that's never messed up, and that was Jesus. So we all fall short. And, um, you know, and thankfully, so worrying about that stuff, it's kind of a sin. Did you know that? It's kind of, God doesn't want us to worry. He tells us not to worry. So if God tells us not to do something, and we do it, what's that called? Sin, right? So guess what that means? Guess what that makes me? I'm a, I'm a sinner. I sin. But guess what? We all do. We all fall short. And I worry. And this is one of my biggest struggles. I worry. Sometimes I walk around and I feel like this chain is just dragging me to the ground. But guess what? I want to give you guys some hope. Not just some hope. All the hope. Our hope is found in Jesus Christ, right? That's where our hope is found. But I'm going to share with you a Bible verse today. And I think this is neat. I've marked it. Make sure you can find it. This is Matthew chapter 6. And this is actually four Bible verses. Yeah, four Bible verses. This is 25 through 28. It says, therefore, this is in red. So guess who's saying this? If it's in red, Jesus is saying it. So Jesus is talking. He says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you, will put, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at this. This is what I think is neat. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. You are not, are you not more valuable than birds? Listen, we're made in God's image. Did you know that? God loves all his creations. But God made mankind special. We're made in God's images. He said, are you not more valuable than the birds? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what this means when we go outside. But guess what? What it's telling you? And I'm telling myself this. Pastor Chan... You can worry all you want. But guess what worrying is going to get done? Nothing. It's just going to add these chains to us, and we're going to fall down. And guess what Jesus is? He's a chain breaker. He can break us free from these chains because it's hard for me to carry, but he's willing to pick it up so I don't have to bear the weight of it. Isn't that awesome? I want you guys, we're going to pray. And we're going to line up back there, and I've got a lot more to say about this, so we're going to talk more about it, okay? God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for each one of these boys and girls that are up here. Lord, forgive me for my sins, and forgive me for when I fall short. And thank you for Jesus Christ who comes to, to bear our burdens for us. And God, thank you for loving us and creating us and giving all that we need. Help us not to worry about things as school starts back. Also, we ask in your name. Amen. Right, guys, go back there. I would like to read some scripture. It's found in the book of Psalms. Therefore, I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to your name. The choir had been working on this song and the title of it is Praise You. And the words begin with, Lord, I come to you today with a simple prayer to pray. 
and everything I do, let my life, O Lord, praise you. And this scripture and these songs seem to wove in together. I don't know how many of you have driven from Boiling Springs at the stoplight to the church and counted how many times the speed limit changes. <laughs> it's unreal. So it goes from 35 to 25 to 45 to 25 to 55 and a short amount of distance. And for someone like me, who used to have a little problem with that until I graduated from my class at Isle Thermal that I had to go to after I got a little ticket. <laughs> I decided at that point I was going to stick to the speed limit. So I was on my way here to a breakfast one morning and it was still dark outside and I thought, obey the speed limit. Let's pay the speed limit. There might be some cops watching you. <laughs> but I was really trying hard to do it because I knew that was the right thing to do. So I get to where it's 25 miles an hour, and I'm singing this song to the top of my lungs. Let my life, O oh Lord, praise you. And I changed to 35, speed up, back down to 25. And this truck had been following me. And when I got down to 25, no other car in sight. Well, he lays down on the horn. He rolls his window down. And he motions for me to speed up, you idiot. <laughs> and I said, what, you idiot? And I was so convicted because I had just been singing, let my life and everything I do praise you. And I just called this guy an idiot because he called me an idiot because he wanted me to speed up, which I wanted to. But I was so convicted at that moment that I let that guy upset me that much that I let my guard down. So I pray that in everything we do, our life will praise God. And I just ask that be your prayer too. So as we sing this, pray with us.
Thank you, choir, for that. <clears throat> you know, as Sandra was sharing that story, one thing she didn't tell you is who was driving that truck behind her, and that was Whitey. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Don't take that. <laughs> but what I am going to share with you today is true because it comes directly from God's Word. <clears throat> Last week, I shared with you some things that, actions that churches needed to take. And the very first thing was trust the Lord with all your heart. Well, that's easy to say. But let's face it, sometimes that is very difficult to do. 
So today I am actually going to share with you out of Scripture five ways of trusting God. Things that we can do, tangible things, that we can trust God daily. And that is the title of the sermon, is Trust God Daily. So if you will turn back to the same scripture we used last week, but I'm only going to read the first verse. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. It's going to be on the screens, but if you would stand as I read what Solomon writes to us in verse 5 of chapter 3 of Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we ask that you bless the reading of your word. Speak through me today so that we will understand how we can trust God in our daily lives. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. So as I said, I'm going to show you five tangible ways from Scripture that we can trust God with all of our heart. The first one is this. Actively cast your cares on him. them to God and let God have his way. And this is not just something that we do because we always tend to pick them back up. But this is something that we have to do continually, daily, start out the morning by saying, God, everything that I have is 
relationship with Jesus Christ is not religion. Religion is a set of rules that we have to abide by. A relationship is a give and take. It is growing together. It is communicating. And the only way we can strengthen our relationship with Jesus Christ is through listening to what he has to say. And talking to him. And the only way we can do that is by daily getting into God's word. Reading what he has to say for us. The third way to trust God is walk in obedience to him. John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you will be able to move. You will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. You see, we have to obey him. We can't obey him without knowing what he's telling us that we need to do. And we can't do that without plugging into God's word. But once we understand what he's telling us to do, we have to obey it. And if we obey it, we understand that we can trust him because he loves us. Obey his word and what he speaks to us and watch him do the rest. The fifth, or excuse me, the fourth thing is finding security and confidence in him alone. Psalms 121, 1 through 3 says this, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. You see, we live in a society today, in a world that tells us that we have to trust in money. We have to trust in power. We have to trust in prestige. We have to trust in governmental authority and function. That the government will provide all of our needs to take care of us. Church, if you're trusting in our government to do anything for you, you're, it's a joke. I'm going to tell you something. This is a secret that nobody else knows. Politicians are in it for themselves. It's true. Because they've all gotten rich from being in office. That's the truth. They all have their own agendas that they want to push. And that's the truth. Doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on, the fact is the same. On both sides of the aisle. We cannot trust anybody else to provide our needs for us. Everything that we need, God promises to provide. 
Notice what I said. Everything that we need. How does he do that? Well, sometimes he uses other people. Sometimes he, he provides it other ways. Sometimes he uses us as the church. But where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. In Christ alone. We learn to trust him by trusting him. Remember I, I gave the example last week. I can say I trust this chair to hold me up. But until I put that into action and actually sit myself in that chair, my trust doesn't amount to anything. But I've actually got to demonstrate my trust by putting my money where my mouth is and actually doing it. We have to find our security. We have to find our confidence in Him alone. Nothing else. And then the final way to trust God is wait on the Lord and renew your hope. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, Isaiah 40, 31. Yet those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Notice what the first part of that verse says. Those that wait on the Lord. You see, God's timing is not our timing. We have been conditioned by society that when we want something, we want it right then. I'll tell you guys, <clears throat> our teenagers and our young people today don't understand that there are certain things worth waiting for. Marital relationships, and I am talking about those relationships in the biblical sense, are worth waiting for. But nobody wants to wait. They want it right then. I'll be honest with you. We buy things in the store to cook that we put in the microwave. And what used to take 45 minutes takes 30 seconds. Well, not really, but you get the picture. And what do we do? We plug in those numbers on that microwave. And watch it spin around and we're sitting here going, oh, hurry up, I want it now, I want it now. We can't even wait a minute to get a meal. I find myself getting frustrated because I go to a fast food restaurant and I go through the drive-thru and I want it as soon as I pull up to the window. And if I have to wait for it, I find myself getting aggravated. We have been conditioned not to wait. 
And we think God should do the same way that when we pray for something, he should fulfill that right then on the spot. Church, I want to tell you something. God does not work that way. He promised Abraham a son. How long did he have to wait? A long time. Children of Israel were put into slavery. And God had promised them land. Had promised Abraham land. They were put into slavery. Moses was 40 years old when he killed the Egyptian and ran into the wilderness. He was out there by himself learning for 40 more years before God called him through the burning bush. And then once he went and the, the, the Israelites were set free by Pharaoh, it was 40 more years before they were able to enter the promised land. And God remained faithful through it all. The promise of the Messiah was made to Adam and Eve. And look how much time passed before Jesus actually came into this world. But God was faithful the entire time. If we wait on the Lord, he will renew our strength. We will mount up on wings as eagles. And you know the great thing about eagles? Not only are they some of the most majestic birds you will ever see, but they fly so high above everything else that they look down on all the world. And while they're up there, they're not flapping their wings to get that, way, that place, to that height. They are soaring effortlessly. And they're just up there, looking down. You know what God is telling us here through the prophet Isaiah? That if we wait on God, we'll soar high above any problems that we may have. You know, when you're up in an airplane and you look out the window of that airplane and you see these little bitty cars driving around, you can't even see the people. But you see the houses and you see the cars moving and everything like that. And everything is just so small. That's what God does with us. And we have to wait on Him and learn that trusting in Him means that we wait. And God works the entire time. Remember, as we're studying Acts on Wednesday night, when Jesus left to go into heaven on the cloud, he commanded his disciples, and there was about a hundred and some of them, and he told them, wait here. until the promise
promised one comes, or my promise comes to you. And so what did they do? They went back to Jerusalem. And they waited. They did exactly what they were told to do. But they just weren't waiting there, twiddling their thumbs. The Bible says that they gathered together and they prayed. And they waited. And then the Holy Spirit came and changed their life. Changed the world. Because these same men, the ones that hid at the crucifixion and trial, the ones that denied Jesus, the ones that didn't understand what was going on, the ones that went back fishing, once they were filled with the Holy Spirit, once they were obedient and they waited, God fulfilled that promise. And they began to speak with boldness and the church exploded because they were obedient and waiting on God. Because they had learned to trust him. And these same men that were afraid to say anything were now standing before the very court that had sent Jesus to his crucifixion, to his death. They were there then standing before them with boldness. They were defying their order to, to shut up and stop preaching Jesus. And they looked at him and said, we can't do anything but preach Jesus. And the church exploded because of their faithfulness and their willingness to wait on Jesus. Church, I'm going to be honest with you. Life gets scary sometimes. And life gets difficult. And storms are going to come. And we're going to be like Peter. We're walking with Christ. And we, we see him, and we've got our eyes on him, but then we start paying attention to the waves and the wind and everything that's going around us, all the problems. And we take our eyes off of Christ and focus on what's going on, and we start to sink. But like, just like Peter, all we have to do is call out to God and trust him and guess what he's going to do? He's going to reach down into our issues, into our problems, into our fears, into our sadness. And he's going to grab hold of us and he's going to pull us up. And he's going to walk beside us all the way back to the boat, just like he did to you. But we've got to trust him every day. We've got to trust him to do exactly what he's promised us. Now, church, this is the time that you get to make a decision. If you've never trusted Christ in the first place, today is the day to do that. Don't leave here without putting your faith and trust in him as your Savior. If you're, you've done that, but you've never been baptized, come forward and and the candidate for baptism. 
We've got five people waiting to get baptized right now, and hopefully within the next few weeks, a few weeks, we will be able to do that. If you are wanting to become part of this family, come forward. This is the time to do that. If you want to pray, the altar is open. This is the time to do that. Whatever God is leading you to do, do it right now as we sing this song. We sing page 448, just as Closer Walker did, 448. <laughs>